This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And for the past 20 years, Todd C. Slater has been a contractor, one of Canada's top realtors, educator, and founder and president of The Simple Investor. And Todd, they're probably wondering at home, why are we playing the Storage Wars music? Well, you know, Ian, I think uh, I think it's probably good that we tell our listeners a little uh, little bit about ourselves today. More importantly, we're going to talk about you. So, yeah. congratulations! I understand that you have now gone through the battle of Toronto real estate. We have been doing this show for many, many years, and I have listened to people talk about it, and I've acknowledged the problems. And and you know, I thought I understood it. Not until I was in the middle of it did I realize what a crazy, crazy jungle it was. Now I got to see both sides, which is good and fair. I got to see it from the seller's side, and I got to see it from the buyer's side. And if you're a buyer out there, my God, you have my sympathy. Well, you know, Ian, this is interesting because you know, you and I've all, you know, we've we, we've had some interesting conversations over the last few years. And I keep telling you that from there's two perspectives always, and you know, we hear a lot of uh, a lot of the buyers still complaining. Hey, hey, look, another record for July. You know, prices up eight percent. So everybody's saying, hey, that's great. If you're a seller, and of course that's bad. If you're a buyer, and mm-hmm. there's always, you know, there's two sides to this coin. And amazingly, you've now gone through both in a very short period of time. And when you do that, a lot of people that are selling out of the Toronto market aren't going back and buying in the Toronto market. And that's the thing. You know, Hmm. a lot of the scenarios are, you know, you're dealing with estates, you're dealing with families that, you know, they're downsizing, they're selling their detached properties. And this is where the big generation of, you know, multiple offers are going in and you experience that firsthand. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions if it's okay with you and, and mm-hmm. don't worry, we're not going to give out your civic address so everybody <laughs> can drop by and say hi. I do want but- to explain just the, the Storage Wars music off the top though, because the, what, the reason I hit that off the top was because it hit me fast and hard as a buyer. The line on Storage Wars is if you've got the, enough money, you can walk away with this property. And that's how it felt trying to buy in this market. People weren't buying it necessarily because they like the house or... They, they were just willing to throw $5,000 more than I was to get this place. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever tuned into that show, but, you know, I keep listening to Dave Hessner going, yep. yep. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's the funny thing is in the bidding war that you, you would experience in something like this, you've always got that one buyer yes, that turns around and keeps going, yep, they're going up higher and higher. And it's incredible because, again, as you said, kind of sight unseen, don't know 100% you what you're buying. Throwing money at you, it. And if you decide you want it, you better have enough money to have it. Exactly. And so then are you the other, the one of the other guys, the the, the young gun, are you the, are you the gambler? Which one are you when you become a buyer in these scenarios? So, um, you know, I don't know. Which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the experience selling or the one buying? So the selling was easy. I mean, <laughs> the selling couldn't have been easier. We priced it at what we thought was a fair price. For, I mean, it, in the area it was in, in the shape it was in, we thought it was a fair price and we sat back. And so paint, paint the picture for our listeners. So, so you know, the house, house was older, it was a little bit tired. The house was old and very tired, which okay. is why we didn't ask for a lot for it, because we knew that whoever was going to take it, it's it's it, almost definitely going to raise the thing. Right. So they're, they're either going to knock it down, put up a new house, yeah. or they're going to completely gut it and reno it. Absolutely. And, and this this is a very common situation that we're seeing in Toronto. So you've got the, the old style home. And so now, during your process, though, you know, you, you, you set one price, and mm-hmm. then what happened? Well, we sat down. Um, we ended up with one of those famous bully offers that we've talked about before. And so everything got moved to the next night at 6 o'clock. We sat down with the agent the next night at 6 o'clock. We knew what the original price was. And he he went through the orders. He went through the, the offers in the order that he received them. 
Um, and of course, my wife and I are like, "Why well, just tell us what the top one is? I don't want to do all yeah, this." I, I know, isn't that funny? How you just go, go? Let's yeah, let's go cares? to the best. Let's go to the best offer right away. Exactly. And he's like, "No, we got to go through this systematically." And, and and I'm glad your agent did that because, folks, one of the things that has to happen if an agent registers an offer and sends it through on a property, the the listing agent must give it its due course. So they must present you all offers. You can't just jump and go forget all of these. <laughs> and they can't just jump to the highest price and say, take this one. Yeah. So you went through You went through a few offers. Went through a few offers. The second offer in came in at over 100000 more than we were asking. At that point, both <laughs> my wife said, that's it, that's it. And, and Jazz is like, no, no, just wait. We've got to do this right. We've got to go through it. Do it da, da, da. And we kept going. And to ridiculous amounts of money, in my opinion, to the point where- it was, And it was more than 100000 over your eyes. It was price. way more than 100000 at right. the end of the day. Was it a firm offer? Yes. Did it end up being firm? Yep. So somebody came into an older home, needs lots of work, didn't care about the conditions, just wham, bam, thank you. I am the buyer. After doing it from the seller side, I get that. They walked in, they saw the address, they saw the size of the property, and everything else doesn't matter because it won't be there at the end of the day. Right. I'll bet you you and your wife felt great at the end, oh, of, yeah. that, uh, end of that oh, night. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, and, and you know, you and I have talked about this for years, and this is one of those things that, you know, it's hard to paint a picture because there's so many buyers out there listening to us saying, yeah, well, that's a typical scenario, greedy, greedy sellers. But you weren't being greedy. We didn't. We you, you weren't trying to be greedy. <laughs> no, you were, you were fair. We thought we'd priced it fairly. Right. You were being fair, and at the end of the day, it was the buyers who get overly aggressive that turn around and say, "I've got to have this property. I've got to have this property," and they bid it up and bid it mm-hmm. up. Okay. So this process, and this is this is the thing, you know, because you know, I get calls all the time, and and as you know, I, I do I do a lot of the other shows, and they'll bring me on on a scenario where they turn around and say, "Hey, Todd, you know, is this fair?" So do you think it was fair? What happened? Uh, not to the first five people who put offers in, but certainly to the sixth. But d- did those five people still have the ability to have gone to oh, a certain level? Oh, of course, yes. So everybody yes. determined what they were willing to pay. You know, that's the best way to look at it. There was five people that decided that what they were willing to pay wasn't as much as the sixth person. Okay? Because mm-hmm. that's where they stopped. So once everybody's determined what the value is, is not the value the one that the seller, or the, sorry, the buyer with yeah, the highest what, amount of money. That's what it's worth. And it's that's fair. exactly yeah. what it's worth. So, you yeah. know, you know, Ian, here's what's going to happen. I, you know, with some of the, the buyers out there right now, we're ticking them off because we're going, okay, you guys sound like you're endorsing, you know, that everybody should overpay. Not in the least because you weren't being a greedy seller. What happened was is that you actually have anxious buyers and you have a small supply. And this is the case of both in the Toronto market and the Vancouver market. In mm-hmm. fact, they keep talking about Vancouver that, you know, the supply is so small that it's like if anything comes up, you know, it's going, you know, you know you're, you're $2 million kind of on an average now just because it just pops up. Well, in your case, you know, you happen to have, you know, a decent area. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's something that somebody can either knock down, renovate, do something with, you know, change its purpose. All they do is they're changing the purpose of what they're buying. Right. And they had the money. Yeah. And, and, and they and, had the vision for what they wanted to do with and it. And you benefited only for 50% of this entire transaction. <laughs> yeah, well. So how about we find out about what happened on the next go around? That was, there. there's a certain naivete, even although we've done as many shows as we have. I honestly assumed that if I went on realtor.ca and I saw a house at a price that was good in a neighborhood that was good and everything else, and we had that kind of money, we could own the house. Right. And so <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, it's, now you've got people standing out there going, what a moron. But honest to God, that was 
Uh, of course, because you, you know want, you you, have, you haven't you. been a buyer in years. Oh. Okay, and and as much as you and I talk about this all the time, being a buyer of a property is completely different than being a seller. And now that you've worn both hats, you can appreciate both sides. But also, if I'm a buyer in Oshawa or Hamilton, I don't know. I don't know the market, so I shouldn't be picking name places. No, but you can. But there have to be places out there where what is listed is the price you pay or less. Very much so. In fact, it, it's very common. We're not seeing nearly the over asking offers in the 905s okay uh, you know there's a couple there's there's always going to be select neighborhoods so obviously you're buying into a decent neighborhood mm-hmm. because you're you're fighting competition if you had let's say decided that you were going to go live out in Milton for instance the chances of you going $100,000 over in Milton right. yeah. probably slim to none unless somebody but really made a mistake what got me going was it's not just 100,000 it's it's the sky's the limit versus based on the other person in that equation who wants the property well this is the thing so Question for you: Did you do one go around or two go arounds on your on your offers? Uh, what do you mean? So, did you just put one offer that was it, or did you up your offer throughout the process? Here's the other really important lesson I learned: was a you need a really really good agent. B be honest and tell them your absolute upper limit. Let them deal with the, with the bargaining back and forth, but don't have them coming back every so often going for more money, more exactly. money, more money. Yeah. This is what it is. Go do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, get it for me. Get it for me yeah. for the best possible price, but I can't go higher than yeah. this. There's a point where you know you gave it away for less than you were willing to, and you feel so, bad. So you lost. We lost a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that's an important fact that I think that our our listeners need to know is that you actually lost out in this process. It wasn't like you had the perfect scenario where you turn around, no matter what, you went to the first house, you got your first house, you had to pay more than you wanted to. That wasn't the scenario. No, we it? were willing to pay a lot more than we wanted to, and it still wasn't enough. That's why I think. It's like storage wars. You have, you have, as you said, there's a guy standing beside you, and I say an extra ten thousand. They go, "Yep, yeah, yeah, come on, right." So, in your scenario, you you lost. One of the things I think we need to do is talk to our, our listeners about what it feels like when you lose. We've been doing this for years, and we've been this has been a hot topic for years. Mm-hmm. But yet, you're experiencing it, and it's a completely different mindset than you thought. Absolutely. Even though we've been talking 100%. about this, yes. and if you haven't lived it and breathed it, then it's really impossible possible for most people to imagine the physical drain, not just emotional and mental drain, but Absolutely. the physical drain yeah. on this entire scenario. So I think we need to talk yeah. about more of that. You know what? I have a lot of stuff to talk about. I've, got, I've still got probably a lot of apologies to make to you because a lot of the <laughs> things that I thought were hard and fast truths, not quite so much today, but you have a very exciting thing coming up. Yep. We've got the first seminar of the fall coming up on September 24th. Wow. It's a Thursday. You know what? We've got some interesting things happening this fall and you're going to find out more at our seminar and of course Ian as you know anybody can give me a shout 905-812-2524 talk about real estate investment real estate I love having a chat he is host of Simply Real Estate he is founder and president of The Simple Investor he is Todd C. Slater and you can reach him as he said 905-812-2524 or get all his information at his website thesimpleinvestor.com now back to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And for the past 20 years, Todd C. Slater has been a contractor. He is one of Canada's top realtors. He's an educator, and he's also founder and president of The Simple Investor. I'm Ian Grant. Todd, as we were saying during the last segment, uh, for all the shows that we've done, and we've done quite a few, um, I'm approaching real estate from an entirely new viewpoint today, I'll tell you. You know, that's that's the thing, Ian, and, and just to bring our listeners up to date, you know, Ian has now gone through the staggering process of both selling 
and then now buying a property. And you know what? I'm going to play the armchair psychologist <laughs> and say to you, so Mr. Grant, how did this make you feel going through this whole thing? Tell you one thing we learned. <laughs> one thing my wife and I learned really fast was, you know how you say the, the price of the house is worth, if, if you were happy with what you paid for the house, exactly. it was worth the price, right? right? We learned quickly going in that this is the price that we would like it. This is the absolute price that we're willing to pay. But anything over than that, over that, we're going to look at each other and go, you know what? We paid too much. So by the second or third transaction, and there were three or four losses before we actually won, we knew the absolute maximum. And the difference was on the first house, we were wondering if maybe we'd gone 10 more, five more. It's it's almost like you're at, at Always the second casino. Yourself. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's that gambling thing. If it Just on the next pull, I was going to get the jackpot, right? Yeah. So if we'd gone five more, 10 more, would we have got it? So the one thing we did was we learned to sit down, trust the real estate agent, tell them this is it. This is the maximum we're willing to go. And we understand it's probably going to go 200,000 more than they're asking for it, but that's it. This is the number. Go do your stuff. And then when we didn't get it, or, or, or when we ended up getting it, we felt good about it either way. Well, that's good because, you know, in, in some of your losses, though, you also determine your, your exact price you were willing to pay. And when you do lose and you feel good about losing, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, there's a lot of people out there that they always second guess themselves and they sit there and say, well, I could have, should have, would have. But in your gut, when you turn around, and I always, you know, there's the buyer remorse, and part of part of what I'm hoping that you and your wife, you know, felt was that when you woke up the next morning, you didn't have that aching, you know, in your stomach kind of going, what did we just do? Because a lot of people do that. You know, you have that buyer remorse right after yeah. you've done this major purchase. You've, you've battled it out because you get caught up. It's an emotional thing. You go back and forth. Agents are ba- d- dancing back and forth. They're trying to get you the property. The listing agent you know, trying to get the maximum dollar mm-hmm. for his client. And so ultimately in the end, what, what we see is there's so much emotion wrapped up to it. And this is why, you know, sometimes people need a breather. But, you know, I don't know how late your negotiations went, but, you know, I've I've had years of them where, you know, people will sit there and say, well, I want to finish it. And it's like, it's midnight. No, and they go, no, no, I, you know, I'm going to go back to my client. 10, 10, okay, at night, yeah, yeah, one o'clock in the morning, oh, you're yeah. sitting there trying to negotiate the biggest purchase of their lives. They're completely tired. They're jacked on caffeine. And they're sitting there making an emotional decision decision where then when they wake up the next morning they sit there and say what did i just do and as long wow. as that you did not feel that no no we pe- were lucky we were very and again that's part of it. i mean geez i've been on this education course now for almost three years yep. so if, if i did feel that then obviously a lot of the conversations that you and i have had would have meant nothing well yeah it would have fallen on deaf ears right. and it's important because from a buyer's perspective and for our listeners knowing that you know it's real folks like you what you have to understand it's okay to lose Ian, you you you, you been, say that you know what's funny you say that and the first thing that the agent sat down with us and luckily I was quickly on a friendship level the same as I am with you where hopefully you would feel comfortable telling me where to get off he sure. was at the same so we had that kind of relationship and one of the things he said to us was you found this house. You think this is the perfect house. This house matches every single thing you've ever wanted in your life, and you think it's the only house in the city that uh, matches this criteria. I promise you, within 24 hours, if we don't get this house... There'll be another one. There'll be another one. And yes. we're like, no, there can't no, they, be, because exactly. this is perfect. Yes, and when you're 15 years old and your girlfriend broke up with <laughs> you, true. the first love of your life, you will never, <laughs> oh ever have another person that you'll love as much as her. Yeah. And then 12 hours later. <laughs> 12 hours later, somebody looks your way, and all of a sudden, Hello. I'm in love again. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? This is, I, I've been that trying was, to tell you... That was a key lesson. Yes, and I'm try, I've been trying to tell you know our listeners this for years, but that is exactly what happens. Look, 
you took three shots at the can before you decided to, before you finally completed, let's say, the fourth. And that happens. And a lot of our buyers out there right now, they're feeling frustrated. They're saying, listen, there's no other house that could have matched as much as, but you know what? You also adapt because there's certain things that you have your wish list, but then all of a sudden your wish list will change because you'll see something else that you didn't even fathom on your wish list. Exactly. And go, hey, wait a minute. That's a cool idea. Speaking of lessons learned over the course of doing this show, the second house we found it had all the bedrooms. It had everything on the floors. It had everything we needed. One of the things, it's funny, one of the things that gave it away was when I was looking at the pictures on, on Realtor, um, it had snow on the driveway. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. wait so, a minute, look at this number here, and it hasn't moved. Right. Something's wrong. Well, or they tried before, and then they turn around, and they all of a sudden just you know, re-up the old Let pictures. Let me give you a piece of advice. If you're selling your house, make sure you your get pictures the, are seasonal. Make sure they're pressing. Oh, yes, my exactly. God, because the second I saw that, it twigged. I called the agent. He started calling around. It turned out that that had been listed, and it was on the market, but it was on the market for almost 60000 over what anyone reasonably would have paid for it. Exactly. And, and what has happened, and you will find a few of those, those houses that are floating around where people turn around and they go, they, they won't play the game, so they decide to shoot for the price. So they turn around, and you and I had this conversation before. When somebody lists a house at 700000 that's worth a million, they get 1.1. 1. 1. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, somebody in the neighborhood says, well, I'm going to put my house up for 1.1 because they got it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but you missed all the motivated buyers because they all got the bait and switch to come in at 7. And so then you miss the roll-up, you miss creating the... the, the and the roll-up is key because it's, it's so exactly it, that house may well have gone for over 60,000 over it probably would have but you're pushed in, in degrees of five and ten to get there right and the problem with it is is that you didn't have the starting point to get the interest to get enough people to compete against each right. other and so in the scenario and and again you know if you know you lost out on that one you lose out of on a we few. got that one is that the one you ended up no there? that's the one you bought no that's not the one we bought it's the one we signed on and we got it and my wife and I were very relieved and we found, again, the perfect house and everything was awesome. And the deal was based on the home inspection. Excellent. So you put a home inspection and what happened there? I'm saying to the guy, find nothing wrong. I'm still back on that. This is the perfect house. It is. Find nothing wrong. And now we have it. We've done it. We got it. It happened. We get in, and uh, the home inspector has every toy known to man. He's looking behind walls. He's looking under carpets. He's looking everywhere. And he goes past and he says... I say this to about two people every single year. You say it's perfect and well done. <laughs> I said that's. I say that often, but not often enough. He says I say run. Yeah. And my wife and I look at each other and go, "What can we fix?" <laughs> it's, it's funny how the, the the thought processes work, right? Completely changed. Luckily, it was raining that day. He opens a closet, and literally on the inside of the wall, there's rain. There's water running down the inside of the wall. Well, you know, an inside waterfall can be a good decorator's thing to have <laughs> happen, but you know what? Not necessarily. He points to the boards along the bottom of the floor, and about an inch and a half up, you can see where the water was. Yep. And then he points just you a little bit above lines. that, and we saw the mold. Yep. He showed us the furnace and pointed out how the water pipes are going to be rusting because they're lead, and the furnace has this, I don't know, I'm, I'm terrible at this stuff, but whatever the pipes were that were used in the furnace were, there was pipes going everywhere that didn't do anything and he said it's just a disaster he said unless you guys are not just home handy people but professional he said get out of here now so now we got the house we finally did it we we bid we played the game we did everything right we got the house we were ready to sign and we kind of had to give it away so uh, it, uh, 
Now, we're going through every single lesson that Ian and Todd have shared in the last year and a half, but my God, thank God we had that guy on our side. Well, that's the thing, and you know, as you've heard me talk to, to our listeners, is that a home inspector is a valuable asset, and no matter what, if you were in the scenario, now you were able to do the soft approach, which means that you could, in your offer, you had the home inspection. If tr- if you were in a multiple, multiple offer situation, you might have had to turn around and be firm. Jeez. And can you imagine how you would have felt had this been your house and you turn around, you move your family in, and all of a sudden, you know, good rainfall, you're turning around, you call somebody in as the new owner, and you start finding out all these faults. All these things, yeah. Now, when, when when your home inspector, he, I don't know if he gave you a dollar value about what it would cost to fix it. Doesn't matter. We weren't. We could have. I guess we could have asked him. We were right. So, so when you start dealing with this, we're not talking, you know, a couple thousand. We're talking tens and hundreds of thousands probably, of dollars. Probably when, hundreds. Yeah. When you start looking at full mold remediation, taking everything apart, fixing everything. You know yeah. what? People have to use. The and you've got sense. that thought in the back of your head. If it's if this is this bad and this is surface. What happens if you look under the carpets? What happens if we look? I mean, as soon as you take off those walls, yeah, it that's just the problem. Worth it. There's more to the story. Good. It, you know what? I want, I want our listeners to hear it. Let's take a break. I'm Ian Grant. For the last 20 years, Todd C. Slater has been a contractor. He is one of Canada's top realtors. He's an educator and founder and president of The Simple Investor. And as we're talking, some of the lessons that he and I have shared over the last couple of years are certainly coming home to roost. I want to mention, though, you have a very special event coming up because we haven't had one in a few months. And now getting yeah, back you know, into the swing. This, the summer's been off and we're coming back with our Simple Seminar mm-hmm. come September, Thursday, the 24th of September. Really excited about it. You know, we're revamping a few things we've got lots to talk about there you know we're excited um you know we're 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 coming into the final you know final stretch of the year folks interest rates could not be sexier right now and you know when we come back in we'll talk i want to continue talking about your experience i'm going to talk about some interest rates some of the things that people should be looking for and of course you know we'll 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 talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on in the real world this is simply real estate on the radio news talk 10 now back to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Welcome back. I'm Ian Grant, and for the last 20 years, Todd C. Slater has been a contractor, one of Canada's top realtors, educator, and founder and president of The Simple Investor. Todd, you mentioned here that you're an educator. One of the things I used to do in school was I'd sit there and the teacher would teach, and I'd go, yep. Okay, yep. Uh, little did I realize, as we've been talking about over the last half hour of the show, that I was I learned a lot more than I thought I had learned sitting having conversations with you when my wife and I ended up selling a house and buying a house. We talked about the first house that we lost because we were just completely naive at the price. The second house we got, but then we had to walk away from it because of mold and other issues. Get to the point, Todd, where I found the perfect house. <laughs> Again, three perfect houses in a row. Who knew? It was a little bit more than we wanted, but the houses on either side were in the multiple millions of dollars. Not the original house, but the land. So I figured if we get it, even if we just stay there for a while, it's got to be worth it. My wife didn't like the house. She said, I could live there. I don't like it. I'm like, I love it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. She found another house that she wanted to go take a look at, and I did not like it. I just, there was nothing there that appealed to me. But she said, let's just go see it and see what it's like. I'm like, all right, fine, we'll go see it. We went to see my house first. I loved it, everything. The rooms were perfect. The layout was perfect. And like I said, you know, you're looking at a couple of million dollars better in in a couple of years. Why not? And again, I was getting mad at her because she just didn't see it. Mm -hmm. She's like, it's okay, but it's not not perfect. You know, this is good. We can make this work. 
So we went to see the second place. I had walked in determined not to like it. I was right. just going to the hell with this, That's whatever. Yep. I was going to walk through and... Todd, we walked in the door, walked into the kitchen, and I'm looking around going, this is nice. And we walked into the living room with this big dining room here, and I went, holy crap. And we started going through the bedrooms, and I, I said to her, I said, this place is perfect. Right. I mean, I'd said it before, and we've said it three or four times before. Happy, this place ha- happy was, wife, happy life. <laughs> but this place was perfecter. Sure. You know? No, I'm no, no, I'm not good at the happy wife. I'm not that smart. I, I really did. I meant not to like this place. Sure. This was perfect. So we called the agent. Now, I didn't understand bully offers until that split second because had we gone pushing through, the agent didn't want to take a bully offer on the property that I liked. Had right. we done that, odds sure. are we would have pushed through yep. and, and we were willing to go crazy over because we wanted it as an investment and a, a piece of land and a house. Right. But the agent didn't want to do it. They weren't interested. They pushed it off. No, no, no. So, all right, yep. fine. But we went to see the second place. Todd, it was perfect. So we called the agent and said we gotta <laughs> yeah hey guess what we're here again same speech we gotta have this place yeah. it's perfect yeah. <laughs> so we had to sit back we wanted to do the bully offer he didn't want to do it neither did their, their agent they just yep. said take your time for you know yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, let's it, do it right three yep. or four days exactly just just go by the process so everything that we knew came together we wanted we got the inspection in before it was a the, you know it was yep. the Wednesday the pre, that the offer came in. So we yep. came in great Tuesday yep. inspector the same inspector loved it he said it's great it's you know yep. and now he's just building us up because now sure. we know what it's like to fall. Yeah. Well, right? he also so <laughs> there's bad and good, right? <laughs> right. So now we're we're cautiously, you know, we're at that point where we're not sleeping because we want it so much, but yeah. we're also aware we could Things really change lose it, of course, like that, right? So we threw what it was worth and what we were going to pay for it and what we wanted, and then really, really, what would it take to make you feel better if you lost it? What's that magic number? Right. And that's the number we gave to the agent. And said, you know, I said, just go in at that. Yeah, Give yeah, them the yeah, damn yeah. money. Yeah, I, yeah, we yeah, just yeah. want the house. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. He said, no. He said, that's not how it works. He said, we'll work up from where they're offering and, and yep. we'll go there. Yep. Had I not listened to him, we got the house. Um, we're very happy. I mean, it's the screams and every, it's perfect. It's in a perfect neighborhood, schools, parks. We're thrilled to death. Had we not listened to him, we'd be $100,000 over where we were willing to go in at the price right. because he knew what he was doing and he didn't get caught up in the... Every every lesson, I almost swore there, yeah. every <laughs> lesson that, that we've talked about on this thing came true, including the you lose your mind when you find the perfect spot. And you need somebody to grab you by the shoulders and say, just relax. Yeah. And one of the things that I think we need to point out is that, you know, you had an excellent professional full-time agent that does this, lives this, breathes this, working for you. And there's so many times that I try to emphasize to people, you know, we hear about all the nightmares with agents, but you don't hear nightmares when you're dealing with the guys that are the pros, the top, you know, I I always call them the top 100 in in the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I, I, I lived that, that area for, for 20 years. One of the things that I think people need to understand is there's a reason why they are the top agents. You utilize, you utilize utilized one which you know it benefited you because he turned around first of all when 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 you fell down you didn't turn around and and you know he, he didn't find you in the bar for the next five days <laughs> he actually made yeah. sure that you oh, kept yeah. you no, kept you kept looking us for where we were going exactly yeah. so you were prepared to you were prepared to lose you're also prepared to win but what is it that you were winning and how what yeah. was the cost of winning and this is what people have to understand and folks if there's anything i can implore here from ian's example which by the way ian 
mean that I, I'm I'm thrilled for you and your family because you know you uh, you're you're excited about it. You're about to close. You know you're very. It's awesome, and and that is what agency is all about finding and putting families in homes that mesh now as you know through the summer i actually moved into my new home mm-hmm, as well out, right. out in the oakville area um you know my my fiance and i were very excited about it um you know we've moved into our our new place um kids you know um you know my my, my daughter's absolutely thrilled with the backyard we're in a beautiful <laughs> neighborhood we're up from two parks it's magic isn't it it's incredible yeah, and good. you know when when you, you know you know fortunately i you know i I, I was my own agent, and you know, I was able <laughs> to make sure, make sure I got what I wanted. Yeah. But you know, very all, fortunate I yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Ultimately, in the end, you know, it's really marrying the 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 people with the with the homes because every house deserves a family. Okay, in mm. my in my in my opinion, you know, yeah, we can talk about investment real estate, and 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 in my in my opinion, there every 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 rental home needs an investor, but. <laughs> But truth be told, you know, you've you've now proven, you know, all of our all of our conversations over the last few yeah, years. I agree. You know, what and you've gone through the entire gamut and, and I think it's wonderful. I thank you for sharing that with us because, you know, it's exciting, but it's interesting because, you know, all the different things that you you know, you and I always get into it and say, Yeah, but Todd, what if what if well that mm-hmm. doesn't feel like this, this is wrong, this is wrong. Ultimately in the end you experienced it all and that's wonderful. I so, still like to get rid of bidding wars. Yeah, so congratulations. But yeah, only but only on, for the buyer. For the buyer. Yeah, yeah, only for okay. the buyer. So. Oh, boy. Oh You're listening to Simply Real Estate on Up Radio News Talk 1010. As I've mentioned before, 20 years, Todd C. Slater, contractor, one of Canada's top realtors, educator, and founder and president of the I, Simple Investor. I, I think and it all I, came together. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think we need to change that. Yeah, think, because yeah. now, now you you just had some of the Kool-Aid and, yeah. and realized that, you know, what we've been talking about for the last few years is actually... It, it came but in all fruition. fairness, it's a foreign language until you're immersed in that culture. Of course it is. You know, you think you understand... And, 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 and hence the reason why I'll always sing the praises of the pros that are out there taking care of their clients, you mm-hmm. know, their buyers, their sellers, and guys, hands, you know, guys and gals, uh, hats off to the people that are actually, as agents, are representing Absolutely. people properly. You know, I'm going to always be a supporter, always have been, you know, like I said, lived and breathed it, and ultimately in the end, you know, Ian, you are a perfect example of good agency and fulfilling yes. your dream and your goal. Yeah. So hats off to your agent, but there's... There's, all, there's, there's still a great number of them out there, and guys, keep doing the job that you're doing. Two of the things we've talked about. One, how important it is for an agent to be backed up by a good team, because this guy knew the people that we could work with to make things work smoother. Yep. But also, just like I said, taking our hands, walking us over the cracks, there were so many areas where we could have fallen through, either not got or cost us a ridiculous amount of money, or just wrecked everything that we were planning on having by some lemon of a house, and yep. yet the, the good agent is there to grab your shoulder. Yeah. and kind of ease you through. They're not jamming you for commission. Nope. They are actually representing you and he pulled you off the ledge at the same time saying don't spend the money you don't need to. And so that in itself shows that he was worth every dime oh, yes. that he would have made because he pulled yeah. you off a ledge. If I could give more commission I would. I would just take it out of the seller. But, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was brilliant. We have to talk about a seminar that's coming up because it's, it's exciting because we're getting back into that area again where our listeners can 
can really participate. Yeah, and you know what? I really do want to see um, a lot of our listeners come out and come to the seminar this fall because, you know, it's interesting because with interest rates today, you know, there's never been a greater opportunity. And I know a lot of people are sitting there saying, hey, Todd, but interest rates are going to go back up. Yeah, but for the next five years, you can turn around and have them work for you. And, you know, we always talk about interest rates and what kind of terms, and a lot of people like to surf variable. But if you are currently getting a 2.5% five-year mortgage on an investment property, tell you what, folks, Mm. turn around, utilize it, make it work for yourself five years from now. Yeah, if interest rates go up a little, chances are you've paid paid off such a substantial amount off that mortgage that your renewal number is going to be lower than you think. And that's the kind of calculations that we teach people to do. So, you know what? Definitely the seminar coming up September the 24th, Ian. Um, It's going to be a great one. Let's take a break and come back and we'll talk about the Simple Investor because there's a lot of people who have been listening. And this is, if you've considered getting into investment real estate, it's just a brilliantly easy, smart way to do it. So, Yeah, when we come back, and I also want to talk about a situation that happened with some air conditioners. Oh, yes, that's (laughs) right. In the news. For the last 20 years, Todd C. Slater, contractor, one of Canada's top realtors, one of my favorite educators, and he's also founder and president of The Simple Investor. If you'd like to give him a call, give him a shout, 905-812-2524, or check out his contact information and more at his website, thesimpleinvestor.com. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And we're back. I am Ian Grant, and for the last 20 years, Todd C. Slater has been a contractor. He is one of Canada's top realtors, educator, and founder and president of The Simple Investor. And uh, Todd, just earlier this week, story about, uh, and almost, honestly, I, f- I felt for the landlord on this one, um, a bunch of residents had decided to install their own air conditioners, plug them in, and the landlord said, wait a second here. Yep. And, you know, Ian, it's an interesting situation because as a landlord, and as you know, um, with The Simple Investor, we manage a lot of units. We've got a lot of buildings, developments out there. And as a landlord, when when a um, when a tenant has the right to turn around and plug in things, mm-hmm. if, if the landlord's paying for the utilities, the landlord can limit them. But if the tenant is paying for their own utilities, so they're separately metered, it's really hard for a landlord to say you can and can't do this. But one of the scenarios that I can I can relate to though is I understand why the landlord would question anybody turning around and installing a window air conditioner because they actually he actually said listen it has to be professionally installed and I would have to agree with the landlord in this particular item right there Absolutely. must be professionally installed. Yeah. We had a scenario that um, in one of our buildings that somebody decided that, you know what, they would turn around, they threw in their own air conditioner. We didn't catch it in the beginning, but the drain plug, they turned around and it was draining right into the actual unit, two-story, sorry, three-story unit, and it drained from the top all the way all to the, the bottom, yeah. right through all the drywall, created mold, created an issue, and, and then the tenant comes back and says, oh, your, your, your window's leaking, and it's like, okay, well, how about we remove that window air conditioner? We're going to do all the repairs, but you can't put really? it back. Really? Oh, I wouldn't so, have done that. No, so we did because, we, you know, we, we have to take care of our properties. We're more worried about what the creation of the problem is and we'll solve, make, you know, make a solution. But ultimately, in the end, then they turn around and said, well, we want to put the air conditioner back in. I said, well, <laughs> no, you're not going to until we determine if the window was oh. actually leaking. So it was determined, you know, poured rain. We took hoses. We tried yeah, to get the water to leak through the window. Not a thing because it had already had brand new windows. It wasn't a drop. Then all of a sudden, this person, that we turn around, we go, okay, problem solved. They turn around, they put the air conditioner back in. We turn around, catch it as soon as this person does, and all of a sudden, 
the water starts happening again. We turn around, we came in and said, excuse me, you can't do that. And she, you know, her, her defense was, yeah, but I need air conditioning. And we said, no problem. You have to pr- have it professionally yeah, installed or, or put in a, a different model because this one's leaking in and she wanted to fight us on it. So it's like, no problem. We'll take you to but the- But even a different model. I mean, these things aren't light. It's funny because the, the water dripping is, is something that you can fix a building. If this thing lands on somebody walking well, that's, underneath. That, that's the other thing. This is, just, you see, in our situation, nobody would be walking underneath. But in the situation where this landlord, you know, there is a safety issue here. Mm-hmm. And no offense, the power cord is not going to be support a falling <gasps> air conditioner. I mean, they weigh a lot, just as you said. You know, you may as well take a couple cinder blocks and drop them from five stories and, and hit somebody with them. So, again, this is this is definitely an issue. I didn't agree with the, the theory that he needed a doctor's note, though, because um, that was one of the things that came through the news yeah. is that he needed a doctor's note to say that you must have an air conditioner. <laughs> I just think that, you know, there's got to be some rules and regulations that... Um, and, and, and by the way, in your leases uh, as tenants, you need to take a look at because it will say that if you adjust and try to do any improvements or add anything to the body of a property, hmm. you are held responsible. So the yeah, ten- no, that's the, why I would have yeah, this, build it back to the client. Yeah, so the, te- the, ten- the tenants can be held responsible for this stuff. So, you know... And all of this, can you imagine all this kerfuffle and this landlord, you know, he's, he's getting, he's getting, I think, supported and slapped in the media because of this building. And can you imagine, Ian, if you were the owner of this unit and you had to go deal with yeah. this? Tenant I'm a huge and, supporter of the landlord. Also. Well, you know, I am too. But at the end of the day, do you want all these hassles? And this is that perfect introduction to what we do is at The Simple Investor, we take care of those issues. So the actual unit owner never ever had to contend That's with this issue. Point. See, when 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 somebody owns in one of our developments and, and it's only in our developments, folks, I always have to I always have to give this disclaimer Ian, as you know, hmm. um, I do not our company will not manage other people's properties. Okay? So if you have one, I'm sorry you're on your own. If you have your own building, you're on your own, maybe I'll buy the building. But ultimately in the end, we don't manage other people's you know developments because right. we have to turn around and put in our leases certain things. We have to make sure everything's established properly. For us, it's all about making it a hands-off approach. So the owner of the unit that I was referring to never knew that we turned around, put, had to put in new drywall, never knew the issue that we were dealing with this tenant for two months, never had to worry about a thing. Tenants still had to pay the rents, which which they did because they knew legally they had to because we were we were dealing with the issue. Hmm. And ultimately, in the end, the, the, the landlord, or sorry, the, the owner, um, never knew anything that was going on and got their rent nice. constantly every single month without fail and no issue at hand. And this is the kind of stuff that, you know, I think when people turn around and they realize in Investment real estate really is that amazing, and it is. You know, when we keep looking at what's happening in the world, I mean, you know what? The seesaw battle with what we felt from Greece in the summer. Mm. Now we're looking at a couple other countries that are in default. We're taking a look at all these major elections. We're watching the Canadian dollar, you know. Yeah, listen, if we could fl- do a flushing toilet noise right now, that would be great, because <laughs> you know what? That's where we're sitting. And, and, of course, oil prices, the same thing, right? You know, the one thing that, that I thought of as you were just talking about the uh, landlord with the air conditioner problem? 
problems, though, is that just buying a building to invest for investment real estate reasons, there's so much more that you've got to learn. I mean, just today, just the second it hit me that, you know, what if the drains aren't big enough and everyone and their mother decides they want a dishwasher? What if the power isn't sufficient yep. for everyone on that floor? I mean, it's one thing to say to your, to your residents, you can't have an air conditioner. And they say, what? Because our building can't support it power-wise. If you're taking out half the building sure. every time you turn that in an oven on. Yeah, you have a brownout and then all of a sudden, so, then all of a sudden you get somebody. And, and you know, here's, here's the one thing that well, most landlords don't even know and, and the ones that include hydro is how many people have freezer chests. That's one of those things that, you know, they draw power, draw power, all of a sudden, you know, because a lot of the new electronics, actually, they're not that bad, but it's the older stuff. And not everybody has state-of-the-art fridges, freezers, and dishwashers. I mean, there's some dishwashers that are kicking around that came from, you know, your Aunt Berta's house, and she gave it to you because you moved into this And I'm going to guess that a lot of us, I mean, look at the amount of water they use, and a lot of us have lived in those buildings where all of a sudden you have soapy, bubbly water coming out of your sink because somebody else is doing their dishes. Well, that's that's a scenario. Now, you know, if that ties in when time you do your dishes, that's not a bad thing. But, <laughs> but ultimately, <laughs> in the end, well, you know, all, all kidding aside, what people have to realize is that, you know, there is a benefit. And, you know, there's companies out there that, you know, and, and, and I won't slag them because they're, they're, they're decent companies. There's some REITs out there. They're solid. You know, they get decent returns. I always get it. I always get a kick out of it when they turn around and say, you know, next best thing to ownership. Well, there's nothing better than ownership. There's nothing better from a hmm. rate of return than ownership of the property, but it's being the landlord that takes the problem, like uh, creates the problem. People just don't know how to be a landlord. And this is where the simple investor has completely made it hands off for the investor. So you do nothing. You'll never meet your tenant. They'll never meet you. You don't have to worry about it. You have title. Ownership belongs to you. You can sell it when you want to. The best thing you can do is buy it, forget it. It makes it happen automatically. So for a listener who's listening to us for the first time, um, we, we, as we said, we have a seminar coming up, but yes. they've just been listening and they've, they've thought, oh, this is interesting. What's the next step for them? In the scenario of buying investment properties nowadays, you have to come up with 20% down. Okay, that is the rule. So there are some financial institutions that want 25, even up to 35. Um, you know, we'll tell you who those are, and so we can steer you in the right direction. But more importantly, is that with 20% down in an investment property, you should be breaking even or positive cash flow, no matter what. If you're not, then you slowly become a speculator. You know, we talk about the brand new condo market today. Prices are so high. Rents aren't strong enough. So we're creating a speculation, meaning Mm -hmm. hopefully they go up enough so you can make money. Chances are you're going to struggle with those. Okay. You're going to lose money. It's going to be tight. It's going to be hard. You're not going to get the same, same, you know, return on your money. So when we talk about today's investment properties, it's more important to know that at the end of the day, there's no money coming out of your pocket. They're stable. They're consistent. You're getting your money. You're making your life easy. Now, how you make your life easy is do you be a landlord or not? Mm-hmm. Now, for those people that want to be a landlord, there's nothing wrong with that. And by all means, you can come to our seminar. We're going to give you some really good tips. As you know, Ian, we try to advise people the best that we can. Even if they're going to take on the task themselves, you still need to know the rules and regulations. In fact, it's more important that you learn yeah. this stuff out of the gate. Then second of all, if you decide that you just don't want to be that landlord, you don't have the time, your family's more important, you've got a lot more going on in your life than that, then take a look at our system. Our system is probably, and it's actually deemed probably one of the best systems in Canada for pure ownership. 
owned property that's completely managed. We're your tenant, so that allows us to guarantee the rent. So technically, no matter what, if the tenant pays us or not, you still get your mm-hmm. monthly rent. And go into that a bit more because it's it's well, hard when you first we're, hear we're, it to we're get the, Yeah, we're the we're the tenant. That's why yeah. we created the tenancy between ourselves and the actual investor. And the reason why we did that was because then we know that we can make sure that the the investor gets their 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 rent. But more importantly, is the people that we put into our our buildings, we are looking for the right, the perfect tenant. And mm-hmm. the perfect tenant is that person that's consistent, doesn't move around a lot, you know, is more mature. The tenants that we turn around and encourage, advertise for, you know, attract are the ones that are consistent, the ones that are going to respect you know their 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 properties nice. know that they pay their rent because in in turn you know you 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 mentioned you know why why did you guys go in and do the repairs well because no matter what as the landlord we still have to make sure that they're in a livable environment and i cannot accept the fact that maybe some mold grows and they've got children that's mm-hmm. just not acceptable so we're going to make sure that no matter what that the buildings that our our tenants are going to live in are going to be clean they're going to be you know mold free pe- you know uh, you know insect free er- everything you mm-hmm. have to make sure that you you control but for the your environment Investor, as we say, they're sitting on a beach somewhere. They, and listen, they're, they're sitting on the, the dock. money's in the account. You, I, I, I've talked to a lot of my investors throughout the summer, and it's interesting because they say, hey, Todd, we're just on the way to the cottage. By the way, thanks very much. We got our distribution, nice. and by the Good. way, we're loving this. Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, in the end, this is, this is the important thing for people to understand that you can own investment properties without any hassle at all. You have a seminar coming up. If you were planning on taking your wallet and your credit cards into the building, leave them locked up in the car. Yeah, there's no point. You're not going to buy anything out of seminar. It is. It's so important. There's no bait and switch here. This is, this is you know, we're not hopping on a soapbox going, hey, this is what we can offer you and then all of a sudden sell you it out the back mm-hmm. door. There's nothing to sell you. Um, we're here to educate people. We're here to advise people. We're telling people what kind of journey we're on. We have hundreds of people now that are in our investors. We've got hundreds of units out there. Uh, it's a wonderful time to be a real estate investor. Mm-hmm. And the one thing we always have to remember, uh, real estate investment is technology proof. doesn't matter what you're watch can do. It doesn't matter if you can beam up to Mars, but at the end of the day, you need to live somewhere and, and, and tenants need that. As we've said, if somebody's listening at home thinking, wonder if this is for me, the seminar, the perfect place to get that answer. Yeah, the seminar, and if not, you know what, come see me. Um, yeah, you know true. what, you can come see me at my office. I uh, my, my assistants will set up an appointment with you and, you know, there's no must, no fuss. Come on in, we'll sit down, we'll have a chat, and that's it. We do make it simple, and as you know, we do pretty much, you know, focus on making things easy for people, make people understand it. If you're thinking about attending, this is your chance, and you really should attend. It's the Simple Seminar. It's coming up Thursday, September the 24th, 7 o'clock, at the Mississauga Convention Center. And as you just heard, Todd also offering a free consultation. If you can't wait for the seminar, if you want to sit down and talk to him about the Simple Seminar process, how it can work for you, give him a shout, 905-812-2524, 905-812-2524, or you can also send him an email. You can find his contact information at thesimpleinvestor.com. That is it for this week, as always, and in more ways than one, especially. Thank you so much. Thanks very much, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, Don't forget, you can get all his information, thesimpleinvestor.com. I'm Ian Grant, and this is In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010.